Bad news on my TV screen, bad news on the magazines, bad news on the newspaper, bad news on the elevator, bad news on the street, bad news on my car, bad news on my feet, bad news out of the bar. afternoon, this is Alicia Bales live in the studio with Dr. Drew Colfax, and this is the local coronavirus update for Monday afternoon. Hey, Drew. Hello, Alicia. How are Welcome you? Welcome back. Thank you. Another pandemic update. <laughs> One after another. Yes. Anything different today? <laughs> same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Uh, not really. The numbers continue to trend better uh, through That's the state of California good. and the U.S. Um, but before I get into that, why don't I just run our county numbers? Um, 3,434 cases, up 71 since Friday's show. So still a robust number of cases per day in this county. We have about 525 and change who are either in isolation or quarantine in this county right now. Unfortunately, we had two more people um, die from COVID in the last couple of days. And our hospitalization rate has come down a little bit. Um, not a trend yet, but we only have 10 people in hospitals in this county. So no big strain on healthcare resources at the moment. California is down 50% over two weeks, um, which is fantastic. Uh, we have only 14, only 14,000 new cases in the last 24 hours, uh, which is a mind-bogglingly large number, but down from 38,000, 40,000 uh, that we were at about three or four weeks ago. Um, but, you know, one reason why I'm somewhat irate at times is 41,000 Californians have now died from COVID. Um, but, you know, on, on the good news, um, hospitalization rate is down 23% statewide. Um, and nationally, the numbers are similarly down. Um, so generally improving. The real question, I think, in a lot of public health officers, um, you know, plate right now is what these new strains um, are going to do um, and whether we're going to vaccinate and isolate um, enough um, to prevent these strains from really taking root. Um, because if they do, then we're going to see another surge and another couple months all right i just talked with the county and i got the numbers of vaccines for mendocino county this week do you want to you want to hear them <laughs> should i do the state of california it has been posting them but yes why don't you do yeah, those okay numbers? so for mendocino county uh the there are two additional clinics uh there was one on the 29th on friday and there are two more scheduled one for tomorrow february 2nd at the mendocino high school gym that's a first dose event for in-home support service workers and that's from 11 to 1 30 and there is a second dose event scheduled for wednesday which is february 3rd at the redwood empire fairgrounds from nine to four that's specifically for those who received their first Moderna vaccine on January 4th at either Redwood Empire Fairgrounds or at the Donovan Room at the County Sheriff's Department. The event also includes those who were vaccinated with the Moderna vaccine on January 7th at the fairgrounds. So that's coming up on Wednesday the 3rd from 9 to 4 at the fairgrounds in Ukiah. Everybody's going to need to bring their vaccination card and these uh, clinics are appointment only. And you can make those appointments at the county website, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, then, so what's allocated for the clinics this week is 665 first doses of Pfizer, doses, 270 second doses of Moderna, and 200 second doses of Pfizer. 
So that's like a little bit over a thousand. Right. Uh, then coming in from the state tomorrow. So this is what we've been allocated for this week. Allegedly. Is we'll see yeah. nine hundred and seventy-five Pfizer doses, but is actually eleven hundred and seventy doses because more because fit we in get the more from each vial. Yes, right. which now Pfizer's charging for. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> they they took away that freebie. Nice. No. Uh, those are going to the county's clinics, the six federally recognized health centers in right. the county. So those that's really good because that's where a lot of us are plugged into our primary care providers. Uh, and then we're also getting 200 second doses of doses of the Moderna vaccine. So as of today, the total number of people vaccinated in Mendocino County is for people who've had their first dose is 8,080. And for people who've had their second dose is 860. And that's only the numbers that the county has been involved in. Right. So that doesn't include um, the Adventist numbers. It does not include um, through um, Indian Affairs at the uh, Consolidated Clinic. Um, and so the numbers actually... Um, compared to statewide numbers or even some of the best states in the country are extremely good so you know be be patient everybody i know there's a lot of chaos and confusion and vaccine anxiety right now but the county's doing a very good job of you know allocating getting out the vaccine as quick as we get it the real problem of course is still supply um and lack of transparency about that supply or any sort of coordination about that supply which is making it very difficult on both the local health care centers and also the county in terms of how to plan for allocating and distributing the supply when it does in fact come in but so far we've been getting a regular allotment of vaccines and it's been going out immediately and everybody so far who has needed a second dose has gotten their second dose which is quite good yes and i heard today as well that uh, you know how the skilled nursing facilities are supposed to be um, being vaccinated by the cvs and walgreens contract from the federal government well apparently now we know that that those efforts at the skilled nursing facilities will be starting on valentine's day so two weeks yeah. Two weeks until those until that starts. And apparently West Virginia didn't sign that contract, and now they've got all of their nursing homes vaccinated, and they're the only state in the country that's... Yeah, I mean, frankly, our, our, our first or second shipment of vaccines should have gone directly to the nursing homes in this county. Um, and then the third shipment should have gone to the, the, the inmates at the county jail. But... I'm not the one making the decisions. And it should be noted, if you're coming in for a vaccine... Um, for your second dose, make sure you bring your vaccine card because that will validate you, that and some sort of identification. For your first dose, the county is still requiring two forms of ID, including a pay stub. So I guess any um, illegal um, farm worker in the county is going to have a hard time getting it. And that's rather unfortunate given the fact that the Latinx community in this county has borne the brunt of this pandemic. So hopefully they're going to relax that requirement soon um and frankly if i were working at fqhc i would ignore the pay stub requirement entirely anyway what else do we have um novavax data on that suggests that they might be done with their phase three in late march 100 million doses coming to the u.s by summer or fall that's a two-dose vaccine so that's 50 million people just from novavax um, preliminary data on that is quite encouraging uh, the other big news locally is schools. Alicia? 
Yes, on Friday, the state, uh, I'm sorry, the county public health officer issued a new order that allows schools to open basically now as long as they can meet certain requirements. And of course, then you look at the requirements and your eyes cross because yeah. it's, it's a whole lot. But I know that all of the school districts in the county are working hard to meet those requirements. There is some other requirement about uh, what tier we, we are in as a county. Our, our case rates need to be a certain number, but that is really in the works now, yeah. K through six. Yeah, which is great. I mean, one thing that is quite clear from the data is that keeping schools closed is much more harmful than opening them up, particularly now that educators are vaccinated or at least halfway vaccinated and should be fully vaccinated by the time all the boxes and i's and t's are crossed and dotted now i have seen a fair amount of worrying on social media about kids being super spreaders or schools being um, places where we're going to have more surges or you know can you can you address that? Yeah, I mean, there, there are literally thousands of schools open throughout the country right now, and we're just not seeing any data showing that the schools um, are um, points of super spreading. Uh, it just doesn't seem to happen if you take some fairly basic standard precautions that are fairly well defined at this point. So schools throughout the country really have taken those steps, and we're just not seeing a high rate of transmission amongst children or from children to teachers. And the reason being um, is that children don't get very sick from this virus. Don't, at least is our thought, um, that they don't culture the same viral load in their upper respiratory tract and so they're not even if they get infected with it and get a mild sort of infection they don't um, s spread enough virus to lead to other infections um, at least not taken generally are there going to be exceptions sure but that's that's quite rare um, and you know the the clear um, science on all this, particularly considering the harm of keeping schools closed any longer, uh, ways toward opening as soon as possible. And frankly, it doesn't need to just be K through six; it can be all the way through twelve. Oh, my my teenager will be very happy to hear yeah, I that. I think a lot of teenagers will be happy to hear that. Well, I'm being sarcastic, yeah. but it's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, also, the other thing that's, that everybody's talking about right now is age-based vaccination, right? And you've been talking about this for weeks, so I wanted to bring this back. I've seen a lot of concern from particular the disability rights community about not being eligible now, even though they are medically vulnerable. Uh, well, and there are a lot of medically vulnerable people who are not eligible, right? I mean, any of the any of the risk factors does not qualify you for a vaccine right now. So that's, that's you know, that's an ongoing True. problem. Um, right. And this sort of tilt toward essential workers, whether they are completely essential or whether they're keeping a vineyard open and running um, or tasting room open and running, you know, that's, that's a difficult analysis. I frankly think that for sake of clarity um, as well as for equity um, that would have been much more sensible to simply do an age-based approach with a couple exceptions you know the the healthcare workers and the frontline workers who are coming face to face with covid people in their line of work um, on a regular basis i think necessarily had to be vaccinated first and i'm not just saying that because i was one of those first people although maybe i am um but after I that, that i think media people should have been first yeah. i'm not just saying that because i work at a radio station so you and sean hannity 
Never oh, say oh, that, that was again. that was cold. That was cold. <laughs> not in the same sentence. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. So anyway, I, you know, it's the it's the elderly that that's the single biggest risk factor for doing very poorly, um, and it's quite clear to document one's age. If you start to talk about what kind of employment you have, then you run into these fraught issues, like you need a pay stub, which you don't necessarily have if you're an undocumented worker in this county, and so you end up with this huge stew of confusion and frustration when you start talking about who's essential and who isn't. It's just chaotic and it's frustrating and I get it. The good news is we're already over 10% vaccinated in this county um, and that's that's pretty good considering the first shot was given what less than six weeks ago. So you know we're doing well there's just this overarching framework that we're kind of stuck we're stuck with at this point that is frankly a mess. I mean if you go to the county website their tiered system is just unintelligible and that's not a that's not a dig on the county that's coming directly from the state it's just it's a complete mess you can't really figure out who you are where you are on it or you know where somebody else should be on it because it it overlaps and it's this venn diagram of tiers and sub tiers and phases it's just it's 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 invented by you know rabid squirrels but <laughs> at any rate that's a little rant couple other interesting tidbits before we start taking calls. Um, There's some data just dumped today, not a lot of great data yet, showing that perhaps one shot of the vaccine should be enough for people who had previously had COVID. So people are looking into that quite a bit. That would serve two purposes. It would conserve vaccine supply, um, but it would also um, relieve people of getting the sort of more unpleasant second uh, booster shot um so if you're out there and you've had a bad or sort of an unpleasant day or two after your first shot that might point toward the fact that you've already had covid and this actually acted as a second or a booster shot we're not near to the point where we're going to make any policy recommendations on it but it's an interesting um, bit of data that's just starting to come up i think that's it that's enough talking. Okay, sounds good. More? No, no, that's good. That's plenty. Uh, let's go ahead and open up the phone lines and see what you all have to say. It's well, I, I do yeah. actually want to make one more point. Um, so the FQHCs are getting this vaccine. Um, you do not have to um, be a patient at these federally qualified health centers. And when I talk about FQHCs, I'm talking about the Anderson Valley Health Center. I'm talking about RCMS. I'm talking about Long Valley. I'm talking a couple others that are... Hillside, Hillside and Ukiah. Yeah. Um, we, I just went through these. Laytonville, Long Valley, you already yeah. got that one. Uh, Mendocino Coast Clinics. Yes. And then there's one. More. Well, it's, it's Bechtel Creek. Bechtel Creek. So these health clinics will vaccinate anybody in their service area. Um, and you do not have to be a patient of those clinics to get a vaccine from them. So if you live in a service area, one of these health care centers, um, go to their website um, get on their list, and they will contact you when you are qualified. An additional point of note is Mendocino County is still holding the line at 75 and up, uh, whereas the state requirement or the state standard has been bumped down to 65 and up. I think it's reasonable, frankly, to hold it at 75 until we get all the 75-year-olds before going down to 65. It was made a it was a it was a rational decision um, at the state level because some areas were not going to have enough people qualifying over 75. Um, so they just moved the, the tier down to 65 and up. All right. And uh, Anderson Valley Health Center today posted on Facebook that they have set up this um, the sign up online. It's like an online survey. Uh, it's a it's a, a long 
link for a website, so I won't read it, but you can find it at their website at Anderson Valley Health Center, or you can call them at 895-3477. But I am guessing that all of the all six of the clinics have something similar where you can sign up and to, I, to I, I don't know I can't speak to whether they all have the survey last I looked I didn't see it on the various websites um, but they may be there now I haven't checked for over a week but at any rate you can certainly reach out to your regional FQHC yeah and I did it and it was easy yeah. alright let's take our first call oh I forgot to tell you the phone number it's 895-2448 that's 707-895-2448 we'll take our first caller Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Yes, hi. Uh, thanks for doing this show. I have a question related to just what you were just talking about, the signing up for vaccines. Um, I'm pretty con- computer savvy, and I consider myself to be a pretty good Internet researcher. Um, but I am, and I, and I got several people who are over 75 links to getting vaccinated, and they got vaccinated, and that's great, and I'm not in that group yet, so I'll wait. But... <laughs> Yeah, what a, I'm just totally overwhelmed by the by the whole prospect of having to sign up at this health clinic and at Adventist and at the County Health and at VaccineMendo.net and at, at all these other sites. Why isn't there just one place where we can all go sign up? And what about all the people that live in Mendocino County and that have gone to Santa Rosa to get vaccines in Sonoma County? Can yeah. you talk about that, please? I'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, it really reflects sort of this onion of a healthcare system that we have in this country, right? And I'm not just talking about the stench. I'm talking about the layers. Um, it's just, it's a chaotic, disorganized, for-profit system with overlapping um, private and public um, entities providing healthcare. And so we don't have a, for example, what every European has is a healthcare identification number. It's kind of like a social security card. It's your health card. If we had a health card in this country, then you could walk into any clinic and they would type you into the database and they would call you and tell you when to come in and get your vaccine. That's how it should work. We don't have that. We're not even close to having that. Could it have been set up just for this pandemic? Yes, of course it could have, but it sure can't be set up on the fly. Um, So, yes, it's frustrating. I will say that this is not just a local experience. This is a mess throughout the entire country. Um, And so what we're stuck with in our county is having to do the best with a very broken system. And frankly, I think everybody in this county has been doing an excellent job with this broken system that we have, which is our current health care system. As for people going to Sonoma, I can't really speak to that. I would discourage people from doing that. Our numbers are much better than Sonoma County's numbers. The fatality rate in Sonoma County is quite high, and we just don't need to be tapping into their resources, which are as equally strained as ours. Right. One of the things that we're that we're seeing is a phenomenon here, and I'm sure everywhere else too, is vaccine hunting. They're calling yes, it loopholes, yes. back doors, knowing someone, getting a call from someone's neighbor. Yeah. You know, hey, the the point, however, that needs to be kept in mind is even if you're vaccinated, it doesn't entitle you or allow you or permit you to do anything different other than wearing your mask, right. staying socially distant, sheltering in place, and staying away from everybody until our positivity drops from whatever it is right now to something under one or two percent which is months and months away all right let's take another call hello caller you're live on the air oh yes uh i wanted to ask you about um i heard that the drug that treats gout in canada they used in trials and that it uh, really seemed to help with the hospitalization and 
people that were getting real sick. I just wondered if you'd heard anything about that, Dr. Drew, the drug that treats gout. Yes, you're talking about colchicine. Um, there's some data suggesting some efficacy in a subset of patients with COVID. It's not it's not good enough data yet to encourage anybody to use that drug um, on a widespread basis. It is a drug of interest. There are still ongoing clinical trials, but it hasn't li- risen to the level of a clinical recommendation. I certainly would not um, use it at this point um, for anybody with COVID. There's just not good enough data there yet. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, thanks for the call. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Oh, hello. Hi. Can I talk now? Yep. They're talking on the air. Yep, you're talking on the air. Oh, terrific. Um, hello. Can I talk now? Oh, sounds oh, like your radio's on. me. Yeah. Okay. You're on. You're on. <laughs> yep, you're live. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I've never done this before. So, I'm 83. Congratulations. And... <laughs> and uh, you know, when all this came down, I called my primary provider of years, who lives in Mendocino. I live in Fort Bragg. They said they weren't uh, vaccinating there. Right. She is. Called the Coast Clinic. I called the Coast Clinic. They said that they I had to be a patient there. That's incorrect. Um, so I would call them back. Um, my understanding is each of the coastal clinics are going to vaccinate everybody in their service area. Um, so call them back if you would. Um, I will. Yeah, and and I will. If, if that isn't what they're willing to do, um, then I would reach out to one of the other healthcare centers. I know it's a bit of a drive for an 83 year old, but you know, we are, I am, um, and I've worked the vaccine lines, um, a few times now. We're happy to vaccinate anybody 75 and up, um, if we have the vaccine and that person's in front of us. You know, we, we don't want people driving all over the county wherever there's a vaccine event, obviously, but you're, you're in Fort Bragg. There's a healthcare center in Fort Bragg. They should be able to administer you the vaccine since you have qualified by age. I will call them back. But here's what I also wanted to say. Somebody mm-hmm. told me, well, reach out to Ted Williams because he's helping people get Yeah, I think, I think Ted's probably getting about 300 calls a day, but go on. Right. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had to do the stuff on the computer, which I ended up doing okay, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I never heard from anybody until last Thursday when, uh, I guess it was at Venice that called me about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and they said, can you get over here right now to get the vaccine? And I had never been told that I was on the list. Well, so if you went through Ted Williams' website, the Vaccinate Mendo, I think it's Mendo.com, um, then that data actually has been both will both be sent to or that list of names really is all it is is names and phone numbers um, will be sent both on request to public health and to um, Adventist and so I think that's probably how Adventist learned that you would qualify or, for getting the or vaccine or maybe it was public health that called I'm not sure but it was Ukiah they they said I had to come to Ukiah well the thing was. I was home alone. My partner wasn't here, yeah. and I don't drive freeways anymore. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't get from Fort Bragg to Ukiah in time, so I had to say, you know, I can't do it. So yeah. well, I don't know if that means I'm still on that list. 
You should, uh, yes, you will still be on that list because you haven't been checked off it as having been vaccinated. Um, so okay. you should still be on that list. But I would reach back out to the uh, North I'd Coast Clinic. I'd much rather go to Coast Clinic. It's yeah. right here. Yeah. You could also, yeah. you know, you could easily do the, the drive from Mendo to Ukiah on the on the. Uh, on the uh, Kamshi Road, that's a it's a lovely. Oh, drive. that's just a hop, skip, and a <laughs> jump. Actually, let me just mention this. I talked with Ted this morning, and he said that he is working to f- fill in the vaccination appointments tomorrow by age. I would try giving him a call back. They're doing um, a vaccination clinic at the Mendocino High School gym from eleven to one thirty tomorrow, and I know he will be very happy to hear from you. Oh, I would love to get that. Yeah, give him a much call. easier. Yes. So call him, but he's hard to reach, so I should really... I, I would start with your uh, calling back your health care center in, in Fort Bragg. I would start the there. Coast yeah. yeah. Clinic, yep. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Hang in there. Okay. You'll get it soon, if not tomorrow. Okay, yeah. thank you so much. Thanks You're for the call. Okay, bye. All right, one more? Sure. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Caller, you're very silent. Are you there? Nope. Guess not. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Hello. I have a question about uh, safety in vaccinations with someone that has Lyme disease. Okay. I don't know what 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 you what you think about that. Yeah, I, there's there's no data to suggest that Lyme disease or any of these chronic. Um, long-standing illnesses would increase the risk of a vaccine such as um, either of the two that we are using for COVID. Um, so that's certainly not a contraindication. And frankly, a sort of a chronic um, immune-modulating disease such as that would be all the more reason to get the vaccine um, as soon as one qualifies. Okay. Um and I'm also a bit concerned about the safety of the mRNA factor of the vaccination. Should I be as concerned as I am, or could you help me <laughs> yeah, so, feel a little more confident in it? Sure. So it is a new technique. It's one that had been studied probably nearly for 20 years now, um, but it had never been... Um, used in an actual vaccine that had reached market. mRNA uh-huh. is made all the time in our bodies, right? That's that's how we translate our DNA um, into proteins. That's how DNA is allowed to work, is we make mRNA. And so all that this vaccine is, is a tiny little snippet of mRNA that triggers our body into making a protein, which is what our body does all the time, that looks like the COVID protein, and it allows our immune system to to respond to this um, synthesized protein that our body synthesized. So it's it's really not a dangerous technique, um, either at the scientific level or even the abstract level, since this is what our body does all the time. Now, the actual... Uh-huh. The actual sequence of nucleotides in the mRNA is different because it's a novel protein, right? And so we haven't ever seen this protein structure before uh-huh. in, a, in an antigen, which is why we need a vaccine for it. But frankly, there's really no reason, um, no biologically plausible reason why the fact that this is an mRNA vaccine would be any more or less dangerous than any other vaccine. And that's certainly what we're seeing. We're not seeing a lot of, you know, short or long-term or should we say mid-term side effects from this vaccine other than the effects of our immune response that's being engendered by the vaccine itself. So, you know, to summarize, 
no, um, you really don't need to be concerned uh, from anything that we've seen at this point about the safety um, of this vaccine. It appears to be extremely safe. One drawback, one drawback of it is it's an mRNA vaccine. An mRNA is single-stranded, which makes it very, very, very fragile, um, which is why both of these vaccines have to be kept frozen. Um, One one super frozen and one, you know, kind of lightly frozen, if you will. Um, And that's that's a stability issue. That's a transportation nightmare. It's a logistics nightmare for public health and, you know, for the state and federal governments. But from Mm -hmm. the patient perspective, that really doesn't matter at all once the vial is you know reconstituted and about to be administered okay well i'm really happy i was able to reach you folks because this has been i'm almost 70 and i feel like i i really want to get the vaccine but i was a bit worried about it and now i feel more comfortable thank you so much you're welcome oh good well now do adenovirus i still don't understand what that is So the adenovirus. No, no, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, don't do it. Don't do it. We'll do it some other time. Um, okay. I'll, I'll just give a series of chalk talks on the various vaccines. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Little TikToks. Yeah. We'll put you on TikTok. All right. Well, that's going to do it for today. Sounds good. Thanks. Of course. Thank you, callers. That was that was fun. Yeah, that was really good. And it sounds like. People are getting the information people are, they need. Oh, and people are getting vaccinated, which yeah. is really exciting. You know, 8,000 and plus in this county um, with at least one dose in, that's that's quite good. Um, that it really is. And, you know, we're still getting vaccine coming in on a, you know, on a small but steady basis, which is just going to continue to push our numbers up. So good news. Um, you know, we're just, we continue to sit on tenterhooks as these new strains are probably spreading through our country. I was going to say, starting the week off on a good note, but then you had to add tenterhooks. Well, you know. So, all right. Well, on that note, we shall say goodbye for today, but we'll be back Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday at 3 o'clock with more local coronavirus news and time for your calls. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the local coronavirus update from KZYXMZ Mendocino County Public Broadcasting in Philo, California. This podcast is made possible by funding from the Mask Awareness Project of North Coast Opportunities. To hear this program live, tune in on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time to KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Williton Ukiah at 91.5 FM, and in Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. Or you can hear us anywhere at kzyx.org, where you can also find out how to donate or become a KZYX member. Thanks for listening.